I mean, yeah, going going on to chapter three then. Mm-hmm. How not to die from brain diseases. One of the first things that um, came up was uh, the stroke. And on page 49, <coughs> it mentions, in about 90% of strokes, the blood flow to the part of the brain gets cut off, cut off depriving it of oxygen and killing off the part fed by the clogged artery. That's called an ischemic stroke from the Latin ischemia, meaning stopping blood. A small minority of strokes are hemorrhagic. Hemorrhaged. Hemorrhaged. Strokes which are caused by bleeding into the brain when a blood vessel bursts. Sometimes the blood clots. The the blood (laughs) clot. Sometimes the blood clot lasts only a moment, not long enough to notice, but still enough to kill off any tiny portion of your brain. These so-called silent strokes can multiply and slowly reduce cognitive function until full-blown dementia develops. Now it goes on to mention fibre, fibre, fibre. Mm-hmm. A number of studies now show that high fibre intake may also help, help ward off stroke. Fibre is naturally concentrated in one place. Anyone want to guess where? What, in your body? In your, in your body? No. What do you mean? Like where would you get fibre from? Um, oh, from oats, oats, nuts. Yeah. From whole plant foods yeah. is where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> if you really want to be proactive, the best available science suggests you can minimise stroke risk by eating tw- a minimum of 25 grams a day of soluble fibre. Mm-hmm. Fibre that dissolves in water, typically found in beans, oats, nuts and berries. <laughs> and 47 daily grams of insoluble fibre, fibre that does not dissolve in water found primarily in whole grains such as brown rice and whole wheat. Okay. Another um, thing to have is potassium. Yeah. Take a plant, I don't know if you knew this, but yeah. if you take a plant, any plant, and burn it to ash, throw ghost ash, I don't know what that is, yeah, right there, right there. in a pot of water, boil it, skim off the ashes, and eventually you'll be left with a white residue That's known as potash. Oh, potash. Yeah, potash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. potash yeah, yeah. has been used for millennia for making everything from soap and glass to fertiliser and bleach it wasn't until 1807 that an English chemist figured out that this vegetable alkali contained an undiscovered element which he called potash eum so mm. potassium a review of all the best studies on the relationship between potassium and our top two killers heart disease and stroke determined that 1640 milligrams increases per day of potassium intake was associated with a 21% reduction in stroke risk. I've got a, I've got a stat for you. Yeah, I've got a question, it. guys. Go on. So, when, do, how much, but no, that's not fair to ask that question. Do you believe bananas co- to contain a high amount of potassium? Apparently it doesn't. They come in at 100... 1,611. <laughs> Computer size. You could have let the suspense read for a bit. No, because that was literally the next thing I was yeah, going to mention. Yeah. It's mad. So, sorry to cut you off. No, go on. I just need a sip of water anyway. But, um, in this book on page 52, and this shocked me actually. I don't, what about you guys? Did it shock you? Or did you yeah, absolutely. You know yeah. So I always was told, yeah, bananas, potassium. Yeah, it's yeah, good yeah. for potassium. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So guys, so, uh, US, so the um, US Department of Agriculture, on their database, bananas don't even make the list of the top thousand foods with the highest levels of potassium. They come un- they come underneath Reese's Pieces. <laughs> that is bonkers. I, I thought that was crazy. I ain't even know crazy. Reese's Pieces, though. I'm letting you know that now. <laughs> 
which surprised me a lot. You're right, they come in at like 1,600 and something, which is ridiculous. 1,611, to be precise. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, but rich potassium food, potassium rich in foods, potassium rich foods, I say. The healthiest common whole food sources are probably greens, beans, and sweet potatoes, which I love. I smashed the shit out of sweet potatoes, pardon my French. Um, it then goes on to mention something that you, we were talking about earlier in terms of antioxidants. An antioxidant-rich diet appears to protect against strokes by preventing the circulation of oxidised fats in the bloodstream that can damage the sensitive walls or small blood vessels in the brain. Moving on in terms of another brain disease mm-hmm. is Alzheimer's so, disease. So do you mind if I just cut back in regards to... Um, <coughs> actually, no, that's a lie, actually. Okay. <laughs> no, but no, sorry. Just wait, I, <laughs> that was in Alzheimer's, but I mean... I mean, I'll, I'll probably allow you to probably touch on maybe one or two of those artifacts. But I mean, I didn't realise... Thanks any, for allowing that, me to do that. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. Um, citrus fruits obviously help with obviously blood circulation, which um, obviously is very, very important. Mm-hmm. And um, what else is there? I think... Um, obviously, I know obviously your brain obviously um, comprises of 2% of your body, but 50% of the oxygen that we breathe... Yeah. Um, actually goes to the brain which mm-hmm. is very, very important I don't think that's something that people generally take on board um, obviously when they're eating their hamburgers and they're eating their fries and stuff like that stuff with loads of cholesterol yeah. that's going to go into your veins and block potentially oxygen all the oxygen that's going to go brain, into your brain yeah. you know what I'm saying so yeah. um, I just thought I'd just throw that in there anyway yeah no that's valuable information on page 59 it mentions Despite the billions of dollars spent on research, there is still neither a cure nor effective treatment for the disease, which invariably progresses to death. Now, autopsies have revealed that Alzheimer's brains have significantly more cholesterol buildup than normal brains. Is it genetics or diet? And again, that's not me asking. That's in the book. In the United States, those who don't eat meat, including poultry and fish, appear to cut their risk of developing dementia in half. And the longer meat is avoided, the lower dementia risk is may fall. Uh, interestingly enough, everyone has some form of APOE, mm-hmm. uh, but one in seven people have a copy of the E4 gene that is linked to the disease. It has been shown. It's been shown you inherit one APOE gene. No, four A. I don't know how to say APOE4 gene from your mother or dad. Your risk of getting A may triple from both 1 in 50 to 9 times the risk. We love that. <laughs> it's just sounding like a maths quiz. Yeah, oh, no. You bet it's wrong. Well, right, so basically, if, you, if your parents have this particular gene that's linked to Alzheimer's, mm. if you get it from one of them, so you have a you have a risk of getting it from each one of them. If you get them both of them, your risk of contracting Alzheimer's goes up by like nine times or something. Yeah. Is that was that what you're saying? Yeah. Cool. We're there. <laughs> the, the Nigerian paradox. Have you heard of that? Yeah, I, I I did read about that actually. The highest frequency of the APOE4 variant occurs variant occurs in Nigerians who surprisingly also have some of the lowest rates of Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. This contradiction may be explained by Nigerians' extremely low blood cholesterol levels thanks to a diet low in animal fat and consistently main, mainly of grains and vegetables. Right. Uh, by the way, <laughs> when I read that, I said, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know Nigerians. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Stop things. Sorry. 
for the in layman's terms, basically, they're saying that the Nigerian population have the highest rate of the Alzheimer's gene. Yet, so you have the yeah have have the highest rate of Alzheimer's gene. Yet they con- contract Alzheimer's the least due to their diet. Listen. <laughs> I've got a lot of West African friends here. Some got in there, some Nigerian. And one thing I knew, I know, so when you go into the house, that pot of stew is boiling. Okay? <laughs> and it's real oily, it's real greasy, it's real meaty. Don't tell me it's grains. Exactly. It's grains and sauce. Don't tell me it's sauce. <laughs> Don't tell me it's grains and sauce in that pot of stew. Enough. Don't tell me that, alright? So, <laughs> when I saw the asses, you don't even know that you. I'm not, I'm, I'm not co-signing that statement. <laughs> what did you I'm not co-signing. Call, call me ignorant. Yeah, call me ignorant because I ain't done my own research. I'm not co-signing that. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on sharply to chapter four. How not to die from digestive cancers. Is there anything else before we move on? If you want um, to mention Sorry, it? my phone's just playing up. So let me just have a quick... Um, no, I didn't write too much on... Um, Sorry, on out on no, I didn't write too much. Now so I found some what? of the stuff you've covered already. Alright. So only if this is on page seventy-one. Only a small percentage of all human cancers are attributable. Attributable. Attributed. No, it's not even that. <laughs> attributable. I can't get. I'm gonna keep smiling, laughing. Or. We'll go with attributed. <laughs> <laughs> Roll it. <through. laughs> To purely, work. <laughs> to purely genetic factors, the rest involve external factors. <coughs> it's particularly on our diet. So, should there be someone or someone to take responsibility for the cancerous effects in our food and drink? Should there? <coughs> someone. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, it, I mean, okay, like you the, have the you have like uh, the attorney general or the the, the, the health minister. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? All right. All right. Okay. 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 So you said something about choice earlier, P. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. It was related to food, but I can't remember what it was related to exactly. But it's almost, it's about, okay, here's your, and it's, I come back to the book about what you mentioned at the beginning of French. Here's your choice. Look, we'll tell you, or you can go and do your own research, and there's enough um, platforms out there to do your research. This food tastes good, but you eat that for 10 years, yes, it will give you um, some health side effects. Mm. Same thing with fizzy drinks and the rest. Is that what you just touched with fizzy drinks? Yeah. Same thing with fizzy drinks. It's full of this, it's full of that, and it will taste good, but you do it for 10, 15 years, that's your choice, you know? Mm. So when you're a child, when you're under the age 18, or under the age 16, or under, under an age where you can reasonably look after yourself and control what you eat, what you drink, what comes into the household, I think your parents have the obligation to make sure they understand what the side effects are, or the long-term effects are of these kind of things. Mm. So I know you're going, you're, you're talking about... Um, you're talking um, on a wider scale, mm. but even bringing it into a smaller scale, even within the family home. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? That we have we have a responsibility to know what we're giving to children or whatever. When they get to a certain age, they can make that decision. They have to do their research. Because at the end of the day, yeah, yes, the you, uh, your health minister, whoever it is, mm. and even in schools now, when we went to school, it has changed now. Parents are a lot more healthier from mm-hmm. when we were at school. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? But. Yes, there's an obligation, a wide obligation, but there's also, a, for me, there's a small obligation as well. Because there is choice, there is options, and we need to know what the side effects or the long-term adverse effects are to fizzy drinks and all the rest of it. Yeah. That's my point. I think you've touched on quite a, well, I think you've touched on it quite well, I'm honest, so yeah. I haven't got too much to add to it, really. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Chris? 
No, I mean, the yeah, same as P, not to sound like a parrot, but you pretty much covered it, in, in, yeah. in my opinion, anyway. It's almost like, the way, not the way, it's almost like a funny way of looking at it is, um, whether it's the health minister or the, I don't want to say the government because I sound like a cons- conspiracy theorist, but it's like, this is what we're running with, all mm-hmm. right? And this is where it's going, and there are options, but you're going to have to go look for them. Yeah. And that's where it's too much money involved. There's too much money involved. This is what we're running with. Go do your own research. This is slightly separate to what we're talking about. You're putting health warnings on cigarette packs. You don't want people to smoke. You don't let cigarettes in. You're putting health... Look what your life happens to your lungs. Can you imagine the people probably lobbying against putting those type of health warnings on cigarettes? That's madness, mate. If this anyway. country, if this was really, if you really concerned about certain things like um, lung cancer from smoking and all the rest of it, you ain't gonna put some silly picture up on the box. You gonna say, Mm-mm. yeah, but the people that own those companies are putting too much money into government. All so right, you the nail on the head. That's same that's, with these fizzy drinks. Same with to. these fizzy drinks and that. Yeah, same now we mentioned it earlier. That's what it, and mm. in each case, in when it comes to lung cancer, heart cancer, and the rest, or lung disease. Um, heart disease it boils down to money like if you follow the money you'll follow where the the, the cause is so to speak it's incredible because like just touching on that point um, I was obviously reading the book and it's an obvious really a lot of these snack companies also um, have drinks companies as well so yeah I mentioned that. yeah so no surprise obviously if you're getting a packet of peanuts which are heavily dosed with salt we're going to want to wash that down with some Coca-Cola, you know? <laughs> so, mm. I mean, it's no surprise, you know what I'm saying? So they, they all go hand in hand, really. So as you mentioned before, it, also, it all boils down to really responsibility and doing your own research. But it probably takes many, many years of... Um, well, it takes you to mature as a person, really, until you get older before you can actually find out you can um, have healthier options. Yeah. Uh, moving on to colorectal cancer... The average person has about 1 in 20 chance of developing colorectal, colorectal cancer over the course of their lifetime. Mm-hmm. Would, you change the, would you change the way you live and eat if you're aware of all the chances, percentage-wise, of you contracting all diseases or illnesses? I'm going to be blunt and be honest and say no. Because every, every reason I say it... Yolo Mason. <laughs> no... The reason I say it, yeah, because you might know what I'm like with certain other things as well. And we I know. Don't... Yeah, exactly. So we know. Because you, you're giving me these facts now, and I'm like, mm, that's it. Yeah, maybe I should. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Am I gonna make a conscious, like, conscious, conscious effort? Yes and no. I'll be honest. Yeah. I've got to be. Yeah, no, I'll be honest, bro. I mean, I don't smoke anyway. I mm. don't drink excessively. So that. So I, I see it as like obviously, if I stop drinking completely, mm. then long term it's gonna help out my liver. It's gonna yeah. help out my kind of health. Yeah. But the way I see it, it's the same with like red meat. On it. The way I see it is, and I think even off air we mentioned this. Just about life in general, you've mm. got to try and enjoy life and do what kind of makes you happy at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. And you could you could live like a. <laughs> Like a green, like a golden green god yeah. in terms of veggies and stuff, mm. and you might not like any of it. And mm. it's like, okay, you've lived for sixty years, and you haven't enjoyed any meal for the last sixty. Years. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. The super thing is, you know what? I, I, you know what as, as I mentioned before, there are 
there are options available, good options available. We just don't know how to actually access those um, what, those, recipes? those recipes and those options. All right. So, I mean, this is where my mindset kind of changed in regards to diet and stuff like that. So there was probably little, small little clips in regards to milk and pus and all that type of stuff. And like, yeah, yeah. Andrew, don't drink pus. Yeah. Right? We ain't doing that. Not in 2015 or a year it was. So we ain't yeah. doing that. Yeah. And then there was one time I was working in a school and just the guy was talking he was talking about sausages in terms of how sausages were made. <laughs> On my life, I never ate another sausage again. He yeah. went, and the thing is, he made some sound effects. He goes, I used to work on a farm. <laughs> he was talking to students. I used to work on a farm. And he's talking about how they used to make sausages. And he went like this. We put the, the pork over his and he go, <laughs> put it in the... In the, in the, in the <laughs> and he kind of like, did like little um, hand gestures as to like, how the, and I'm thinking, so I walked out and I said, wait, so I actually asked him, so how does sausages made it? And I said, never again, yeah. never again am I eating another sausage. Right. And then I became a bit more conscious of other bits and bobs. Yeah. Okay. Do you know, I need to retract my statement. And the reason I say that is because now that I think about it, because I have made consciousness to stop eating, because things like pork, do you remember reason? Have you told me? Remember, you was there with me, wasn't you? Yeah, but you? I remember we, we spoke about this a couple of times. Yeah, poor Bella Rose. Ah, oh, so I don't eat pork and there's a reason. So I, there's certain things I haven't made consciousness to cut out. Yeah. So the reason the portable road, and this is nothing to do with these with any study, any yeah. 60% have died from it. It was nothing to do with that. Me and Poker, before the time I stopped eating pork, I was walking down Portman Road. Did you know I think I was there, yeah. It was that like Portman Road, they had this um, pig on the rotisserie thing, like, yeah. you know, that meat, it's a sunny day, Portman yeah. Road. Yeah. Had it turning, like, people come and say, I want to. I don't know, 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 I you go and have your 90% pork, 10% maggot chop, boy. <laughs> Nasty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a maggot. Yeah. But also, and so even the, the, the dairy thing, the milk thing. Yeah. Um, you actually got me into the almond milk thing and that, and I, I drink hemp milk and almond milk. I don't drink that dairy thing no more. From I was never, luckily I've never been big on dairy products. Hmm. Eggs I'm not really into. Um, milk, butter, cheese, all them kind of things. I've never been big on this. It's quite fortunate, do you know what I'm saying? Okay. But then the whole milk thing, I don't really drink milk anyway, maybe cereal, odd cereal, but almond milk, I can't taste the difference. I need to jump on the almond milk store. What are you drinking? I drink dairy milk. What? I can't taste the difference, friend. I'm surprised. The unsweetened almond, today I had hemp milk and yeah. some um, uh, muesli I had actually. Yeah. I had hemp milk. You can't, to me, no, I'm going to start eating. Someone was telling me to go get oats milk. Yeah, you can get that as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. So, another reason why I kind of cut out those stuff and stuff, like, this is actually an obvious. <coughs> you're 14, 15, 16 years of age, you're fit as a fiddle, you're nice and fit, you're looking trim. Mm. You can find out what you're going to look like in 30, 40 years' time. Just go look at him, like, the man across the road. I ain't tr- not, no, obviously, I've been disrespectful. I'm not trying to look like him with a pot belly yeah. and with a duck waddle walk. No, 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 no. So, if I can cut things out or prevent all of that, then obviously that's what I'm into, or that's what I would like to do. Struggling at this moment in time, when it comes to stuff like M&Ms and, and fruit salads, <laughs> and the popcorn, but... I don't know what you bought to the, to the studio today. I bought oranges, apples, and bananas. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a mixture of both, I'm not gonna front. I bought 
popcorn and I bought fruit and I bought sweets and I bought <laughs> he brought raisins. Yeah. How to die? <laughs> <laughs> All right, what are we going? And enjoy yourself at the same time. Oh, um, what was actually? What's your thoughts on your own question? What's your perspective in terms of um? Would if, I change? If you, yeah, if you knew about all the different kind of percentages of, and and what's likely to happen if you carry a certain thing, would you change your diet? Your dietary um. Yeah, I probably, I probably would change um, parts of my diet. Would I change it all? No. Flexitarian stuff. I'll definitely be. On the, yeah. Easy. Yeah. I'll definitely be on the flexitarian thing. Yeah. Definitely. Um. So you're saying would be? I mean, but we're in here and now. Just what. You said if so. The question was, if you knew this before. Yeah, if I knew all the chances of every percentage of different um, diseases or illnesses that I could contract from, whatever it may be, from eating this or doing that or doing this. So my question now is, you do know, not necessarily you. <laughs> I don't. Ah, clever. <laughs> no, but we have an idea, a quite strong idea, based on reading this book. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't want to jump into the question because I'm sure we'll have this at the very end of the book. But can you see yourself making any significant changes? Um, it doesn't yeah. have to be significant, actually. Yeah, but I th- yeah, I think that was a good word that you put in there. It's not. It won't be significant changes. Okay. There will be changes. Yes, like even in regards to simple as the dairy. Yeah. Um, I definitely need to change that. But I found because it hasn't, it wasn't affecting me as what I thought it was in terms of giving me bloatingness. I kind of just kept it moving with the the milk, so I just use that anyway. But I am definitely going to be changing to almond or one of those different different kind of milks. They're not dairy, basically. I can't even taste the difference. What about you? I know you get almond milk. Um, I'm sweet almond milk. But I used to always taste it every That just sounds mad. Like, I used to be like, it sounds mad. Why am I going to get almond milk? But even then, if you really look at, I haven't got nothing with Go me, on. obviously. Go on. But if you look at them, yeah. if you. Yeah. I, it's going to be another... If you look, they all seem like... If you look at the ingredients, some of them look like they've got chemicals. I, Yo, do you get the unsweetened almond milk? I get both. It depends how I, I get the unsweetened one. No, because even the... I watched the clip on even the way almond milk is so simple, like, the way you make it. Oh, it's like I'll strange. Like, yeah. um, you, you put the almonds um, in a blender with, like, water and something else mm. and literally, like, you literally just mix it, mix it, mix it, like, it so it, but what colour is it? It's like milk colour. How did it become white? Because it's inside of the almonds. What if what, what about oats? Why does oats is oats white as well? I haven't drank that. Moving on. <laughs> oh man. It's almonds, water, and something else you put in there. I'm okay. blend it. Well, moving on to a slight um, different topic. Stool size matters. On page seventy four, it mentions that your stool size of it matters. The bigger and more frequent your bowel movements are, the healthier you may be. Based on a study of 23 populations across a dozen countries, the incidence of colon cancer appears to skyrocket as the average daily stool weight drops below half a pound. I was going to ask, have you or do you monitor your stools to determine your internal health? Um, I'm not looking inside the bowl after I finish. <laughs> but one thing I can say, probably just based on you reading that, mm. is I think there's probably been a significant change. I think from when I was eating meats and chicken and stuff like that until probably your nows, where um, I'm not really eating meats and stuff. Whereas I don't be too descriptive, but I mean, it <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking as long um, as I was in the bathroom. Maybe 
now than I was obviously once upon a time. Okay, but what about your weight and frequency? I'm a frequency. Once I've clapped that last piece of that last um, piece of porridge, I'm straight in the bottom. No, I'm joking. I'm in the bottom. Nah. Um, yeah, I go frequently. Okay. What about you, mate? Um, do, you monitor, do you monitor your stools? I that? don't. I don't monitor. I no. don't monitor. How do you describe it? I'm not, I don't know what the weight or so, I'm not really looking for the for the iceberg to hit the back table. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> um, tingle scratch. <laughs> but um, my the way my body works is every morning I get up and I need to go. Mm. It's one of the things that I need to. So do it's regular. It's, it's every morning about fell, mm. which is it, I've I've been told by someone, not someone that's medically trained, but someone who definitely is into what they eat and. They mm. definitely no one of them kind of they're not they're not professionally a doctor but they're almost a doctor they know good food yeah, David told me that's good because your body's cleansing itself while you sleep which is what it's supposed to mm-hmm. and it's getting rid of all the kind of the, the bioproduce it's, it's storing up for the morning for you to get rid of it mm. and every morning I need to go so my body I like the way my body works and it's good that my body works like that I can't get no surprises at 11am <laughs> you know I'm, like well, yeah. I'm in a meeting or something and then someone shut Someone's trying to make a quick getaway at the five minutes. <laughs> a robbery's taking place, <laughs> Nobody move! <laughs> it's a stiff up! It's a stick up! <laughs> Sorry, no more jokes. Before <laughs> I could help myself. Just for your um, <laughs> benefit, you can measure your own oral anal transit time. Jesus. And when I say oral to anal, so what? So bro, bro, you, you, you don't stall out here. What? <laughs> <laughs> so between eating and going to the toilet, that's the transit time between oral and anal. Mm-hmm. By eating some beetroot and noting when your stools turn pink, mm-hmm. if that takes less than twenty-four to thirty-six hours, you're probably eating meeting the healthy pound target, half pound target, apparently. Um, moving on slightly. <coughs> Excuse me. On page seventy-six, it mentions a six-year study of thirty thousand Californians found that higher meat consumption was associated with higher risk of colon cancer. Unexpectedly, white meat appeared to be worse. Indeed, those who are red meat who ate red meat at least once a week had about a double the risk of developing colon cancer. That risk appeared to triple, however, for those who ate chicken or fish for more for once or more a week. Eating beans an excellent an excellent source of phytates were found to help mediate some of that risk. So your colon risk may be determined by your meat to vegetable ratio. There may be as much as an eightfold difference in colorectal cancer risk between the two extremes of high veg to low meat diets and low veg to high meat diets. Furthermore, the National Cancer Institute Pollock Prevention Trial found that those who increased their bean consumption by even less than 70 grams a day appeared to cut their odds of precancerous colorectal polyp recurrence by up to 65%. that make any sense to you? Yeah, so it's colon cancer and it's how to cut it down. Yeah. To eat, eat, more, beans. eat, eat more green beans. <laughs> Not just green beans, it's beans. Oh, is it beans in general? Yeah. Petri, this study has shown that 
Phytates inhabit the growth of virtually all human cancer cells tested so far, including cancers of the colon, breast, cervix, prostate, liver, pancreas and skin, while leaving normal cells alone. This is the mark of a good anti-cancer agent, the ability to discriminate between tumour cells and normal tissue. Um, a big study that was, that, conduct, that was over a decade followed 545,000 men and women aged between 50 and 71. Uh, and they studied it was a study of meat and mortality the scientists came to the same conclusion as the Harvard researchers meat consumption was associated with increased risk of dying from cancer dying from heart disease and dying prematurely in general what does meat contain that may risk that may raise the risk of premature death I hear you ask um I think I think the main thing I've taken from the book is that I mean the main thing I've taken from the book is I say primarily obviously the cholesterol, and obviously with the cholesterol, I'll continue. <laughs> All right, so with the cholesterol, obviously it builds up obviously in your veins and your arteries, yeah. um, produces a, a plaque-like um, thickness if that makes any sense. Mm. You know, from there also the blood struggles to get through obviously to the, struggle, the blood struggles to get through to all your major organs, and then from there you have obviously a breakdown obviously. I mean your system and obviously depending on the type of stuff that you're actually eating you're eating whether it's the meats and stuff like that those I'll call them chemical reactions and stuff they can obviously then dare I say maybe attach themselves to tissue obviously within your body and from there develop cancerous and tumorous cells and from there begin to eat away at the body yeah that's one thank you <laughs> but what I was going to go on to say was one of the possibilities not to say that um, this is the only one mm is that heme iron, that form of iron found predominantly in blood and muscle. Because iron can generate cancer-causing free radicals by acting as a, as a pro-oxidant, <clears throat> iron can be considered as a double-edged, too little of it and you risk anemia, too much of it and you may increase the risk of cancer and heart disease. So it goes on to mention getting enough iron on a plant-based diet. Mm -hmm. Women who eat plant-based diets do not appear to have higher rates of iron deficiency and anemia than women who eat a lot of meat, but all women of childbearing age need to ensure adequate iron intake. The healthiest sources of iron are whole grains, legumes, nuts, seeds, dry fruit, and green leafy veg. Avoid drink, this is basically advice for women that are pregnant or looking to be pregnant. Avoid drinking tea with meals as that, that, as that can inhibit iron absorption. absorption. Consuming vitamin C rich foods can improve iron absorption. The amount of vitamin C in a single orange can enhance iron absorption as much as three to six fold. So trying to boost their iron absorption should reach for some fruit instead of a cup of tea. Moving on to pancreatic cancer. There's been a long standing concern, this is on page 83, just for those that are following on. There's been a long-standing concern about the possibility that wart-causing chicken cancer viruses are being transmitted to the general population through the handling of fresh fish or fresh or frozen chicken, my apologies. The researchers expressed surprise that it was the consumption of poultry, not red meat, that was more closely tied to cancer. So are we touching on salmonella and all that type of stuff? Yeah. Okay, cool. When you're ready, if you want to touch on it, I mean, because it, cause it, it's, it doesn't, it gets mentioned in more than one section. It does, yeah. So um, at any point that you want to jump on it, then 
by all means, jump on it. Yeah, no, I mean, again, I mean, some of the stuff that like I'm, I was thinking of, I mean, I know I mentioned before the sausage thing in regards to obviously the guy giving me um, kind of an explanation in terms of how sausages and stuff like that would have <coughs> Once I... Like, I didn't know this, but this is another reason why I don't really see myself going back to eating chicken and stuff like that, where I might as well read it. Obviously, why Americans consumers place that high risk? Some European countries um, have got salmonella um, contamination poultry down to as low as 2%. How? Because it's illegal to sell chicken tainted with salmonella. What a concept. They don't allow the sale of foul fouled <coughs> with a pathogen that sickens more than a million Americans a year. In a meat industry trade um, publication, an Alabama poultry science, science professor explained why we don't have such a heavy-handed policy. The American consumer isn't going to pay, isn't going to, pay to make it safer. The price will go up. The, the price will go up. Is that too expensive not to sell similar um, positive chicken? Yeah, I mean, I mean that's just like that's just bonkers. Like, no, we're selling this 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 foul food. Mm. If you don't cook it or handle it properly, it's done to you. See your problem. No, we're giving it to you foul anyway. It's got yeah, it's got feces in it. That's sorry, I didn't add that to it. No, I mean, no, a lot no, of food that's processed yeah. has feces in it. So the way they kind of like um, put it through the processor, etc., etc. Yeah, that's right. It's got it's got food. That chicken that you you've been tucking into at KFC, all right, before it's dipped into the fryer, it's got something nasty on it as well. <laughs> so I'm just letting you know. <laughs> Um, treating pancreatic cancer with curry. Curcumin, the colourful component of spicy turmeric, appears to be... <coughs> appears... A, <laughs> <laughs> this is the second one I'm not co-signing here. Have you told me curry's... curry's no, but listen. I, I hear that, I know. They're trying to get to the point that turmeric's the, 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 the ingredient yeah, in it's there. a thing. But don't tell me about curry treating cancer. I'm going to eat curry every day and then what, you're telling me it's not going to... I'm not going to get heart disease from that. And that's the thing with this book. Heartburn and everything. You've got to take some of it. Not to say literally a pinch of salt because salt's not good for you. (laughs) (laughs) It's bad for your blood pressure. But um, (laughs) if you're... A pinch of flaxseed. Yeah, I think you should be aware of it. And if, again, if you're in... You could be looking like you it may be a possibility of getting one of these cancers or you know someone that may be in that state and they have the chance to change their diet then this such as this information is going to be useful but i wouldn't suggest going to have a curry every single day that's <laughs> definitely not going to help but it does appear to be able to reverse precancerous changes in colon cancer and has been shown in lab studies to be effective against lung cancer cells and again like i think with this book as well it's not you can't take everything literally because th- th- nothing is set in stone. It's everything that's been said in a possible. It's possible this could happen. It's almost like a. I'm not saying it's factual, mm-hmm. and they're all done by studies, and there's not there's there's always new studies to almost prove it wrong. So again, it's just being having that awareness of this information so you can make more of a developed choice or developed um, way of going about having your diet what you eat what you don't eat so 86 billions of dollars are spent on medications to alleviate heartburn and acid reflux by reducing the amount of stomach acid produced but these drugs can contribute to nutrient deficiencies and increase the risk of panomia 
in-state in, in infections and bone fractures. Is there anything else anyone wanted to mention on digestive cancers? Um, no, I don't believe so. Cool. No. On so we're going into chapter five, how not to die from infection. Most modern human infection diseases were unknown before domestication led to mass spillover of animal disease into human populations. For example, tuberculosis, tuberculosis sorry, appears to have been originally acquired through the domestication of goats, but now infects nearly one in third of humanity. I was going to say, if this is the actual case, why do you think it's gone unchecked or questioned? Like, such a <coughs> widespread disease. Hmm. You've seen Planet of the Apes, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's unstoppable. <laughs> now, we discussed this before you came, French. Yeah. We were talking about um, the domestication of dogs and all these type of yeah, stuff. Yeah. So, and obviously, the, I know the common cold's obviously uh, putting this as well. Yeah. How did the common cold come about? Was it, um, I, I was going to say... Was it pigs? Yeah, sneezing. What's going on here? Horse, horse. Horse. Yeah. Horses. I'm thinking, what Horses. is going on here? Why are you getting so damn close to the horse that is sneezing on you? <laughs> what happened is they won't ride it like Frank is a Tory. That's, how, <laughs> that's what happened. Instead of just leaving them out there. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? I, yeah, it's all mad. <laughs> um... Yeah, some of the points that we we put up on uh, on our Instagram. So one of the things that we put about in terms of the immune system. Interestingly, the immune immune boost provided by cruciferous vegetables, mm-hmm. like, like broccoli and cauliflower. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was gonna make a point. No, nah, I was, but <laughs> yeah. I've just I've just literally forgotten. <laughs> yeah, lost it now. Gosh, broccoli is good for you, man. <laughs> so, no, I, I, I do enjoy my broccoli. I'm not a big cauliflower fan, but broccoli I eat anyway. And so to, to be reading through this book and it's telling me that benefits of broccoli preventing so many types of illness and diseases. Yeah, now my point was because I found it so. Mm-hmm. Not only does it protect us against the pathogens found in food, but also against pollutants in the environment. So, yeah, keep cracking on with the broccoli. <laughs> Preventing common cold with prior probiotics. Babies delivered via caesarean section appear to be at increased risk for various allergic diseases, including allergic runny nose, asthma, and perhaps even food allergies. Normal delivery leads to colonization of the baby's gut with the mother's vaginal bacteria. C-section babies, on the other hand, are deprived of the natural exposure. Why do you not want to start up? <laughs> Is this something to do? Is this going to be something to do with um, cesareans and natural births, and the fact that like babies from that are born um, as a result of cesarean? Is it called cesarean? Yeah, cesarean. Um, are more prone to catching like a common cold or something like that. It's something to do with it. Yes, because as it says, the the colonization of the baby's gut with the mother's vaginal bacteria, so it's almost helping them. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When they're coming straight from the womb. The money. I wouldn't have put it like, like that, but yeah. Um, eggs and salmonella. Salmonella. Salmonella, sorry. Salmonella. That's, that's that dessert, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> Stop. 
still don't like that stuff. The egg industry itself funded re research on salmonella and the various ways to cook eggs. What did they find? Salmonella in eggs can survive scrambled, over easy and sunny side cooking methods. Sunny side up was found to be the riskiest. The industry funded researchers bluntly concluded the sunny side up method should be considered unsafe. <laughs> how do we generalize, how do we as general population differentiate the industry lead, su differentiate the lead suggestions to actual factual statements about our food? Meaning like this has been done from the egg industry itself. So they, they're gonna give you facts and percentages that is gonna be in a benefit to them. So it's like, how do we, how do you separate what's real and what's not? Um, I don't want to say I'm taking <coughs> it based on... I'm just taking it based on some of the information I received. I know it's very, very difficult to um, digest what is um, factual and what is, dare I say, rumour, if that makes any sense. But if there is... Um, I think documentation in terms of not just one isolated incident but several incidents of this producing that result in terms of um, salmonella poison and stuff like that mm. then I've got to take into consideration in relation to my health and what I want to do going forward do you want to add no. <laughs> <laughs> using the presence of bugs I think you just mentioned this as well using the presence of bugs like E. facialis and E. facium as markers of faecal contamination. 90% of chicken parts, 91% of mixed turkey, 88% of minced beef, and 80% of pork chops are tainted on the retail level nationally. So, what you're talking about. Yeah, that's nasty. Shit on there. But do you think there could be faecal um, matter traces amongst plant based foods? Yeah, there would be because if it's all natural plant based, you yeah. got foxes, boy. I don't know if we got foxes, boy. I don't mean Franny Jeffers, boy. foxes, <laughs> and then the cats and then nasty cells. Sorry, if Ted cat lovers are there, they're out there, <laughs> they're out there shitting up and weeing and urinating at the place. Everything, dogs, everything. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So we've got our own problems. Yeah, no, that, that was my point. Yeah, you have to clean up your vegetables, people. Before when you buy them, you wash them off. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to chapter Steen 6. Anyone want to go into anything else on that? Um, no, no, not really. So moving on to how not to die from diabetes. The disease called diabetes mellitus. Diabetes mellitus comes from two words. Diabetes, Greek for to pass through or siphon. Mellitus, Latin for honey sweet. Diabetes mellitus is characterised chronically chronically elevated levels of sugar in your blood. This need, this because either your pancreas gland isn't making enough insulin, the hormone that keeps your blood sugar in check, or because your body becomes resistant to insulin's effects. The insulin deficiency deviancy disease is called type 1 diabetes, mm -hmm. and insulin, insulin resistance disease is called type 2 diabetes. Mm -hmm. Did you know that diabetic urine can evidently taste as sweet as honey? Hence the That's name. disgusting. Well, I won't be trying. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do know. Not, I'll take your word for it. I'm, yeah. I'm not out thinking, what does that taste like? <laughs> it goes on to say, the prevention and treatment and reversal of type 2 diabetes therefore depends on diet and lifestyle. Okay. 
this mechanism by which fat interferes with insulin function has been demonstrated by either infusing fat into people's bloodstreams and watching insulin resistance shoot up, or by removing fat from people's blood and seeing insulin resistance drop. We can now even visualize the amount of fat in the muscles using MRI technology. With the um, with the rapid change of technology, do you think the way we consume food will change? I think it is changing. Yeah, haven't they is. found a way to? Haven't hasn't a way been found to um, manufacture? I don't know what type of food it is. Like it's not real meat, as in like haven't they? I'm sure they have in the lab. What corn? Not corn. I'm sure it's like a like a beef burger or something in a lab. I'm not involved anyway. Right <laughs> technology. I'm not really involved in. Not from animal. It's been. I'm sure. Really? Yeah. I'm, sh- I'm sure. Okay, no, it sounds it does sound feasible, but not I I can't say I've seen it in Tesco. Yeah, but yeah, no, it does not. What you're saying, I wouldn't be surprised, I guess. But I'm more thinking about like um, you know them films back in the day that you see and they're like a pill and that's their whole meal. Okay, like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's I, thought, I think that's where we could be heading. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. it's funny you say that because, I mean, I know obviously in this book it's touched on stuff such as pills. Um, they're not necessarily the the cause of your... any, like, health um, problems that you you actually have. And mm. dare I say, maybe the, the, um, the effect, obviously, to um, improving, obviously, your health is to actually eat vegetables instead of going out there and popping pills mm. and mm. stuff like that. So, like... I can't, well, I know I've said I can't really see myself, but I'm not really out here popping pills for meals and stuff like yeah. that. That's not going to happen anytime soon. I can't, there's a, I'm sure it's, is it the Willy Wonka chocolate factory where they do it? I don't know, but I've yeah, seen red, it somewhere. Yeah, red pill and like, a blue pill. Like, no, you no, no, Matrix. Matrix. <laughs> 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 Ten years later, it's like, no, it's not Matrix. I've heard of Willy Wonka that he gives her like a, a chewing gum or something. It's, oh, it's blueberry pie, I can taste it now, it's custard or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, but that's that kind of wave. I can see, yeah, I can see it. even especially in like the NHS or something like that. Mm. Just to cut, you know, they're like cut costs, yeah, cut costs. It's all the problem. People aren't buying anything, boy. You just package it up in some nice blue, some nice blue package and some nice handwriting, and people are buying. 